This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the mysterious world of online learning, featuring myself, Regina, and my colleague and good friend, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Regina. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University, located in Angola, Indiana. Welcome to another podcast with Kirsten and I. There are so many topics to explore when it comes to online learning and virtual environments, but what's super cool is that today's episode is a listener request. Today, we are going to talk about learner analysis and why learner analysis is so important. So thank you to the listener who submitted a topic request. This episode is for you. So it's our pleasure to discuss why analyzing the students in your course is so important before, during, and after the course. Regina, you are so right. It's important to know who our students are and get a sense of who your students are before the course begins will help you understand their needs. Then knowing who your students are during the course will help you focus on whether their goals are being met. And knowing who your students are after the course will allow you to reflect upon what worked and what didn't work during your course. Plus, an added bonus is if you know who your students are, you can continue to foster a relationship with them well after the course has ended. And I'm sure that many of you listening to this podcast are thinking, eh, this episode really isn't for me because I know who my learners are. Well, that might be true. You may have a great sense of the person sitting in your classroom on campus or the person engaging with you in your asynchronous online environment. But what we want you to consider is how rapidly the world is changing for your students. Of course, what Kirsten has just shared is no surprise. COVID-19, social unrest, social distancing, the economy, travel restrictions, and many other factors have all significantly impacted our lives in recent months. But even before the pandemic, changes were happening in education and in online learning. Even before that, students were moving to online at a greater rate than anticipated. Students have been relying on technology that many of us may not even use or understand. It may feel safe to think that our students are the same type of people that we've always known, but that may not be the case. Yeah, we need to know who our learners are and how they prefer to learn. And we also need to consider the learning environment that we offer them and how we should design learning for them. As you know, because we talk about it each week, education has evolved to be more aware of our learners' needs. Where are they in terms of their intended learning goals? What is their prior knowledge on the subject? What is their developmental level? Who are they and where are they? Just because half of our students in our online summer classes are known names to us because we've seen them on campus, what do we know about the other half of the students logging into the course from another state or from another country? How will they impact the learning environment for all the students? When the term college student pops up, many people can conjure up an image of what they consider to be a typical college student. But there really isn't a typical college student anymore. College students in Angola, Indiana are very different than college students in California. A student in California is also going to be very different from a student in China. 
Life experiences, access to support, seasonal factors, socioeconomic factors, and on and on and on all impact student learning and impact the entire environment of your online class. Once upon a time, you could be pretty sure that if your main campus, student, main campus was in Angola, your online learners were probably from that same area. Now, you can't be certain that that's true. Kirsten's right. E-learning has opened the gates to a rich and diverse student population. And this has created a need for us to consider all of the ways that we can and should prepare for diversity. There are so many factors to consider when designing a course. We've discussed the importance of learning outcomes, instructor presence, consistency in the layout of the course, how critical feedback is to students, and so on. And we'll keep talking about those important topics because they matter. But it is also important for us to consider each class its own entity in regard to the people in the class. What are their ages, their genders, work experiences, job roles, volunteer commitments, what are their interests? What are their attitudes and biases? What makes them laugh and what do they disdain? I mean, I disdain meetings that start late, yet some people may disdain meetings that start before everyone has had a chance to settle in. We each come to the learning experience with varying personal preferences and backgrounds. And those preferences and backgrounds do impact our propensity to accept and learn about new concepts and ideas. Today's college student is no longer a cookie-cutter consumer. It's a dual-enrollment high schooler, a single father that works for FedEx, a 20-year-old with wealthy parents, a middle management professional being expected to earn an advanced degree with no real personal desire, or a middle management professional who has always dreamed of going back to school with a ton of motivation. It could be a student who just lost his job to the pandemic. Some students are excited about earning their degree. Others see it as a burden and lack motivation. For sure. One of my favorite things about online learning is the diversity of the learners and that no learner is the same in online. Sometimes I have a class that is totally engaged and completely active. Other times I have a class where students seem to be independent, introspective, and quiet. A disinterested student may be juggling many serious and significant struggles behind the scenes. They may not be disinterested. They are just on overload, barely getting by. Other times, everything in a class just clicks and the term flows smoothly. Absolutely. So I'm teaching a capstone right now, and I just love the dynamics in my classroom. We are posting pictures of our dogs in the introductions. I'm learning about their trips. We are actually truly having a blast. And then there are times when I really struggle to get a sense of who my students are. But of course, trying to get to know them is still so important, even if it's a little more difficult. The effort by instructors is worth it. You know, recently I was in an instructional design meeting with some of my industry peers, and there were four identified characteristics of learners, the cognitive mental, physiological, affective, and social. So the cognitive mental characteristics are focused on the intellectual capabilities of the students in the course. The physiological characteristics focus on the physical considerations. Effective characteristics are the attitudinal considerations, and social characteristics are important to consider for group work. All four characteristics matter. They are pieces to the puzzle to the overall learner and his or her needs. 
So once I know who my students are, I have a better sense of how effective the pace of the week is, if supplemental materials are needed, and what supplemental materials are needed, the type of feedback and how detailed the feedback needs to be, the appropriate vocabulary level of announcements or any other type of communication, the technology readiness of my students, whether or not remediation is needed, and what barriers there are to content buy-in from my students, and so on. All of these concerns are based on the learners in my course, and each course is different. It's not easy, but we need to make sure that learner analysis is as accurate as possible. Being vague about who is in your class and what they need to be successful isn't going to help us help students to be successful. So how do we get to know our students in a course? Developing a survey for the class at the beginning of the term may help you acquire the information that you need to get started on the right foot. Survey distribution can be done for seated, hybrid, and online courses. Your survey should include both yes or no, true and false, and could even include short answer questions. Maybe try a Likert skill to determine levels of experience or interest in the topics in your course. Don't forget to ask what the course means to the learner. This provides an opportunity for the learner to reflect on their own personal goals. Is it just getting the course out of the way for the student, or is it that they want a deeper exploration of the topic? The survey should ask questions appropriate to the course goals, and the survey should not be mandatory. Maybe it could be worth a couple extra credit points, though. There are no right or wrong answers on this survey, just truth so that you, as the instructor, can plan ahead to help the learner meet his or her goals. Of course, there will be some students that will simply not want to share information about themselves, and that's okay. But there are many more students that will be glad to tell you about themselves so that you can work together to create a learning environment that will be beneficial to them. A survey is a great approach, you know, and I'm also aware of instructors that have scheduled individual meet and greets with their students during week one. The instructor creates a calendar with 20 minute time slots or whatever time frame works for that faculty member. And then students can pick a day and a time that works best for them. And they log into Zoom and do a quick meet and greet with a faculty member. You know, in this situation, there's no agenda. It's just a chat. It can last one minute or 20 minutes or however long it takes the student to get to know the faculty member. And it can even be rescheduled for a longer duration if the student needs the extra time. Some students will take advantage of the opportunity for a week one meet and greet. Others will not, but it's still a great way for faculty members to conduct learner analysis in week one. Not only are the individual characteristics important in a course, but it's important that we also think about the group characteristics as well. You know, is this a cohort? Do the students in your course already know each other or are they all strangers? It kind of impacts how much time you need to spend creating a sense of community in your course, which is so important. If the students all already know each other, you can most likely just hit the ground running. But if this is a new group of learners meeting each other for the first time, or if there's new students that are mixed in with students that do know each other, you may need extra time to focus on icebreakers and getting to know you activities, again, to build that sense of community that is so important in any classroom. You know, walking into a seated classroom or starting day one, week one in an online classroom with rigorous content while ignoring the personal side of the group may not set you up for success. Really take the time to engage with your students in the first week. This is so important to set that tone. 
Ask them questions from their introductions. Keep the conversation flowing. Ask them to share pictures of their dogs or trips or hobbies that they mention in their intros. Ask them what they're reading now for enjoyment. Ask them about their favorite movie. I actually started cycling again when I realized that one of my capstone students was a cyclist and she could give me some really cool information about training. This may all seem like worthless, trite information, but it builds that connection with your students that is so important and provides you with information for your own learner analysis. It all comes back to that term that we talk about every single week, instructor presence and instructor engagement. So we hope that you have enjoyed this episode on learner analysis, and we hope that it truly helps you get a better sense of who the learners are in your classes. Knowing who your students are will not only help you engage with the class, but it is going to help your learners. Join us next week for another episode. Also, if you haven't already done so, subscribe and rate our podcast. Thank you all for your support in our podcast. We really enjoy researching and sharing more information about online learning with you each week. And thanks to our listener who requested this topic. And thanks to everyone for joining us. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.